0: Welcome everybody to this episode of Tales from the Trail Iditarod podcast. Today we have Allie Zirkle
1: uh, calling in
0: from Two Rivers, Alaska. And Allie, yep, uh, only woman to win the Yukon Quest and 20-year Iditarod veteran. So you have lots of experience, lots to talk about. Uh, (laughs) All right, how long do we have? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure your fans would I uh, love to hear you talk on and on. I'm sure you have a lot of good friends, but I do want ramble. to. Look. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of main things. One racing, you racing, and then the education side. Um, we, you have some bigger changes to your website as far as mushing education and sled dog education, which is really
1: cool. And I'm excited to talk about that.
0: Good.
1: Um, but yes. Yeah. So welcome, Allie. Yeah, well you've caught me on a fantastic day. It's getting cool up here in Two Rivers. Uh the huskies are howling a lot and uh in my world uh fall dog mushing has kind of just started. Um and uh of course we're still digesting uh last season, but uh it's a continuous flow as it always has been for cheese like the last 20 plus years.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the dogs are liking the cooler weather now and they are yeah
1: i think a lot of people don't don't think about that as much when we're you know happily basking in a 65 70 degree sunny day and we're like oh man this is so sweet and you look out and violet and hefe are like oh my god and they're digging a hole and they're in a playpen up to their elbows in mud and they're trying to bask in mud and i'm trying to bask in the sunshine so our species are slightly different yeah,
0: and I'm actually from the interior. Um, so it gets hotter there than it gets down here. Now I, I live in Wasilla, so we're a little come cooler. A little you will, but in the wintertime, we're warmer. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> back at you. <ya. laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't, uh, miss those 60 below, uh, weathers anymore. So oh,
1: come on now. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> I have to visit. Uh my family still lives up there, so I have to visit to get to get that weather. But <laughs> um well let's talk
1: about the twenty twenty race. How was oh. twenty twenty for you? Well my goodness, I didn't know we were gonna talk about the twenty twenty race. No. <laughs> um, the twenty twenty race for me was uh not the most successful race I've ever had, not the least successful race. Um I, uh, you know, I, for the last 10 years at least, um, really truthfully, um, our, my goal, our team's goal has been to win. Um, and I think it's been a realistic goal too, um, not just a long shot thing. So 2020, that was the expectation. That was the goal. And so I placed quite a distance out of the winner's circle, uh, this year, um, which, you know, in hindsight, it is what it is. I did uh, actually cross the finish line, which is the most important thing um, to me and my team, is that uh, when we start the race, we, we finish the race, whether we're in first or 50th or what have you. Um, but uh, for my team this year, I think that we just didn't quite have the speed um, that I thought we might have. Um, so we kind of dilly-dally down the trail. Um, we made it, we hunkered down. Actually, I was just working on a video for my, for my website. Um, and I came across a, I came across a video on the YouTube, which as everyone knows, when you go down the rabbit hole of YouTube, you start finding stuff. And it's this fantastic video that these folks from Nome took of my team, uh, about 10 miles out of the finish line on the 2020 race. And it was the beginning of that, uh, quite bad blizzard. And, um, we were up on the top of Cape Nome, which, uh, is about like, I could say it's 10 miles from the finish line, but probably between, between eight or 10 miles from the finish line, which is, I mean, you're quote, almost there, but you are not there yet. So all the things that can happen in the last ten miles of a thousand mile race go through your head when uh this blizzard that they had told me was coming, um, is kind of pounding down on you and my team had been doing quite well. I mean, they're they're such dedicated dogs and um I find that uh in blizzards when we remain focused, we remain upbeat and uh, that it goes fine. It just is. <laughs> it's challenging. So anyway, out of a uh, kind of the uh, way down the trail in front of me in this blizzard, I I see this weird outline shape. I mean, it's blowing. It's like, and uh, I like see the shape. And uh, Dutch and Sparker and Lee and they see the shape. And I have this dog named Hefe who's in swing, who is <laughs> Mr. M- Enthusiasm. So his tail starts wagging because he doesn't know what it is but it's got to be something fun and uh anyway we see these group of snow machiners on the top of cape Nome or somewhere near the top i couldn't tell where we were because it was a whiteout and it's these guys and they're they're completely wrapped up in like snow machine gear and helmets and uh the wind is just gusting and the dogs are like wow people you know and my dogs are super happy and to be honest with you <laughs> That was my response. I was like, oh, wow, people. <laughs> so we mushed by this group of snow machiners while they were taking this video, which, you know, I didn't really realize that they were taking a video. And I had a high five moment with with one of the guys. And anyway, I just found that video online and I uh, put it on my website. So it made me smile. That's so funny. I, yeah. And you
0: have a lot of video from your, your race and I you do. put it on your website. Yeah, Allie Cam. Everybody's yeah. into Allie
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, what happened was about 10, even longer, 10, longer than 10 years ago, Um, I started getting some feedback and some uh, interaction from, well, fans and from friends and from family. <laughs> the, the three Fs. And they were like, Allie, you know, you're out there for eight, nine, 10 days. Want to share? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm I, sure. And uh, then a good friend of mine, he actually ended up he bought me a camera and he even bought uh kind of a handlebar mount and all this kind of thing and he's like all you have to do is press the button. <laughs> so he was kind of the dumb it down for allycam when we first did them and since then and I've got such um incredible feedback that I try. I really conscientiously try to video some of what we're going through out there because it it's uh it's an incredible thing and it's it, it's hard to describe. Um, so a little bit of video and and the feelings that we have when we're climbing a mountain, and you look out and you see, you know, the western coast of Alaska spread out in front of you. At, at least if I can capture that a little bit, then I can share it, and people can see what uh, what we're doing out there.
0: Well, you're out there probably working twenty five seven because you're racing, <laughs> you're taking your dogs, and I mean that, the the team gets, you know, some some good rest even before you do. So even adding the camera and trying to be conscious of what am I videoing today? Oh um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, (laughs) yeah. It's actually one of the more challenging parts is because, you know, my team and I, which it's hard to say my team and I, because we are the team. It's just us. It's not, it's not, the two of us, it's it's one team. Um, so we're out there and we're united. And then what when I, Allie, the musher on the back, take out a camera and I start a video, well I start talking, like the team almost stops. They're like, Hey who what H- who are you talking to? What is it what? <laughs> because all the rest of the time, except for the, you know, one hour of footage that I took in ten days, I was talking to them. So they're like, wait a minute, who are you talking to back there? So it's always, I got to tell them, hey, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a video. You're going to hear me talking. And they're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> you know, we talk
0: a lot about the digital aspect um, in our, at the Iditarod office and thinking about the future of the Iditarod and maybe it's every musher has a camera and, you know, the insider group you know who subscribe to us can plug into whatever mushrooms on the trail but oh wow although yeah. you have to think it's in the middle of nowhere and you know How connectivity you technically is. do that
1: <laughs> yeah honestly you can't even i had i had to download a couple different apps in order to connect to this phone call we're doing right now so <laughs> good luck yeah and there there
0: is COVID almost reality right now. It's.
1: Oh, there's a big time COVID reality. Um, In, I, yeah. I think that, um, I think that the I did organization is doing a great job because they're forward thinking and they're thinking, Hey, this is, this is what we hope to accomplish and we're going to work our way towards this goal. And so you're leading, you know, you're leading the charge towards the race and the race start and what's going to happen. Um, and then the COVID reality is, just sits quite high on the pedestal of, of what we're going to think about. And, um, honestly, my, my 12 year old nephew this morning wrote a narrative and he, he started one paragraph with, um, in this time of unknowing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, uh, we're living in a time of unknowing what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow or the next day, but we have to forward think, and we have to think, we have to at least have a little bit of a positive view of, of what's going to happen in the future because we're human beings and that's, that's the way we live. We work real hard and we, we try to think positively and, um, having a start of the I did on March 6th in 2021 is definitely, um, a positive view and, and I sure hope it happens, but there's a, there's a lot of hurdles to get there.
0: There sure is and we're, we're working so hard to make sure they're, obviously is a race and we plan to have a race and whatever that race looks like. We, um, just announced our epidemiologists that we have on our, our team now to make sure we're following protocols and making sure the race is safe for everybody. Uh, so we do definitely have some big goals. You know, I think there's a lot of good groundwork. I mean, who heard about zoom before COVID? I mean, the things are there. Um, to get you where you want to be. Uh, we just gotta be a little bit creative, I think. And, um, you know, we're we're right. Right. No, I completely (laughs) agree with
1: you. You actually have to, everyone's planning and life right now is actually a mini Iditarod. Like what happens in Iditarod for me is that you don't, when you start the race, you, you don't know what's going to happen. And you kind of go into it thinking, okay, I'm prepared. A lot of different stuff's going to happen. It's going to roll at me and I'm going to deal with it. And the way that I deal with it then is going to, the consequences, then I have to deal with those consequences. And then I deal with that. And then I deal with those consequences. And you always try to make the best choice you can. Now, sometimes you don't make the best choice because hindsight, you're like, oh, darn it. I screwed up there. But then you make another choice conscientiously from your decision and you continue to do that that's rod and that's life and that's what everyone has to do with with covid right now like i'm not saying that that i mean people people are going to make mistakes and and i make mistakes and my dogs make mistakes but you got to learn from them and you got to not get bummed out about them and you and then you just carry on i mean if that's not life then <laughs> then nothing is right we're evolving as we go we, there's evolution. So your only, yeah, your only, <laughs> your option from evolution is extinction. So let's, let's evolve. We have the tools. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, there's new
0: stuff coming up. Like I said, Zoom, nobody was on a Zoom call before, you know, earlier <laughs> last year, right? Right. Um, this program here that we're using now, uh, it's things that we're forced to use because we don't really need to be in person. We don't have to be. We can do this without, um, so, all cut, co- we, we got the tools to do, to do it. And do you do, um tours at your,
1: your kennel? Or no, is it just? You know, no, we don't. Okay. We, um, so Alan and I for many, many years, we were part of the, um, Alaskan tourism, uh, <laughs> economy, so to speak, um, for many, many years. And we worked for, uh, Princess Cruises actually. Um, but we always brought our quote dog show to them. So we would go somewhere else, um, a lot. For 12 years, we actually traveled down to, uh, Denali and did talks down there for Princess Cruises. Um, but last year, um, he and I decided we were, 12 years was enough, so we weren't gonna do that. So those, after that, um, our tours of our kennel and, uh, that kind of thing are really limited to, uh, people who have personal connections with our dogs or our mushers. (laughs) Probably they have more connections with our dogs than our mushers. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, right now we are very limited with who we we bring here. Um, And right now, since Alaska is pretty pretty COVID safe or what have you, um, visitors of the state do have to get a COVID test. So we've had a few people out, but you know, we've been pretty cautious with it. Um but no, we're not we we never have had an open um, admission or whatever you you call it uh tourism at, at SP Kennel. Okay.
0: Yeah that's been affecting some other mushrooms that do have that kind of setup uh, or oh, yeah, the tour set up. So, yeah, so, so I was just wondering if it, if that's what affected you. Although, if you had been feeling, still doing the, uh, Princess Tours thing, it, it probably wouldn't have happened because I don't think they're doing anything up
1: here this year. Oh, yeah, really. no, we, we got out, uh, we got out at the right time, um, for sure. Yeah. Princess and Premier Tours and Holland America and all those, uh, are not, are not active this year. We'll see about 2021, but we will, we will not be going back to that. We, our commitment with Princess Stores was fantastic, like I said, for 12 years, but, um, we're, we're, we're done with that now. We, Alan and I are really, um, we are probably looking at slowing down a little bit now, to be honest with you. Um, Alan has actually retired from racing, unless something drastic happens. Um, he has put in a, a pretty dynamite, uh, showing. Um, he's been one of the few people who continued to do the double double of Yukon Quest and Iditarod back to back, um, which really helped, um, our dogs out because our dogs would, uh, run the Yukon Quest and then he would go out uh, with the younger dogs on Iditarod and, and generally have a good time. I mean, and show them the trail, show them the ropes and, but um he sat out Iditarod last year um toward tw- this year 2020 uh, he did run the Yukon Quest this year and had a phenomenal race but he has not signed up for anything um this year um so he pretty much uh, tells me that he's going to be you know he and I are going to be training our dogs for my team on Iditarod 2021 so um that is quite a bit of a change from the last uh, 10, 15 years for us. You're still doing both the quest and or la-
0: the last few years, I guess. Yeah. You're doing both, though. So, I guess yeah, not this Although
1: year. I, um, I have not run the Yukon Quest, the entire 1,000 mile race, um, since the year 2000. Um, so I was, uh, I did run the 300 mile version of the race, um, kind of the abbreviated Yukon Quest, so to speak. Um, for quite a few years before running the I did But running a 300 mile race versus running a thousand mile race is, oh, it's not even apples and oranges. It's like pff, apples and hot dogs. It's, uh, really not comparable. Um, so I've never done a double double. I've never done a thousand mile race backed up by another thousand mile race like, like Michelle Phillips or, or Paige or Lance or, uh, quite a few of, or of course, Alan. I think Alan might have done more double doubles than anyone. I don't. I don't know that for sure, but uh, he's done quite a few.
0: Are you planning to do the shortened version of the quest this year, or are
1: we just doing rod 2021? And... We are. We are racing rod 2021 to win. That is our goal right now mm-hmm. at the beginning of uh, the season. That's our. Pretty much our only goal, our primary goal, and um I'll have to be honest, I'm kinda of pumped about it.
0: Well, you're I mean, you've gotten second a number of times in a row. And you know, <laughs> really top right top ten almost every year for the last ten years. So you're you are a favorite to win. And I know last year you were a favorite to win with your fans.
1: <laughs> so we, well, uh I your fans are excited well i appreciate their enthusiasm and um i will tell them that we have you know it it comes down to it comes down to uh the musher's enthusiasm but you know it comes down to the bond between the dogs and and the musher i mean that's that's what it comes down to um it doesn't come down to probably you know dog speed or musher attitude or anything it comes down to the bond because if you don't have a fantastic uh like all consuming bond between the team and the team, then obviously it's going to break down. And I've been fortunate enough to, uh, to have a bond with these <laughs> phenomenal animals for, what, 25 years. Um, I've, uh, as you know, I've started 20 I did rods and finished 20 I did rods. And, uh, it's, uh, something that I'm, I'm pretty proud of because when you look out and you, you see those, those guys wagging their tails and, Um, you know what it means, what each dog is, is saying to you and how they're either enthusiastic or super enthusiastic. Um, um, you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta smile and be like, all right, let's do it again.
0: So are you also thinking of retiring or are you looking at the season to see how it goes?
1: You know, um, our, I am probably, on my way out. I I will I have for a, a couple of years I have I have told people I am not the future of Iditarod. Um um I might be the present of Iditarod, but I I am not the future of Iditarod. And um what Alan and I have always uh wanted is that when we are when we're doing this, when we're competing in these races, whether it be the Yukon Quest or Copper Basin or Iditarod, we are competing to win. I mean that is That is through and through what our goals have been for a long time. Um, we are not, we are not the kind of musher who, uh, kind of runs the race to finish it or, or kind of, you know, has alternative goals, which are fine if you have an alternative goal for, you know, finishing or what have you. But when you've finished the adutorad 20 times and you've been competitive most of the times you've done it, uh, it's winning that, you know, is the thing that has eluded me. Um, so let's just say that this year, this season, the 2021 season, um, we have the dogs, we have the mushers, we have the capability to win, but I will tell you that Alan, myself, um, and our core dogs are all getting older. And, um, as anyone knows and doesn't like to admit, um, you know, age, plays a pretty good role in uh athleticism and, and how you compete. Now wisdom can sometimes trump those logic, but you still need, you know, physical fitness and, and youth and energy in order to to be competitive. So I would say that this year um I feel it. I feel like I'm still competitive and energetic and, and that kind of thing. But um looking Farther down the road than that, uh, I, I'm gonna be older and I'm gonna be, uh, you know, less physically able to, to do what I've asked myself to do in the past. And, uh, I will tell you that some of those races, I mean, in 2014 to be specific, if I had not been as physically fit and able to do, um, what I did, at the end of the race, then I wouldn't have finished. And I, I'm not sure I would have, I'm not sure I'd be sitting here right now. So that weighs on me. Like, I I don't ever want to be in a situation on Iditarod where I am the weak link. I don't think that's fair to the team. And I see where, let's just say, I'm getting closer and closer uh, to being that weak link. So that's not a very definitive answer for you, but I would like to focus on this year and then um, if, if I'm not going to be competitive, uh, in the future year, then most likely I, I will not be racing. Well, I do have to, uh, say that I did is one of those
0: sports where you have a wide range of age and people who still, who still do it, right? And still yeah. enjoy it, and still do well. Really, it's pretty amazing to me how, um, our veterans are are still
1: out there years yeah. years veteran really, <laughs> yeah, but i'm i'm no long i I don't want to do well, like I want to win right right, and there's a <laughs> there's a yeah, I mean even Martin, who is one of if not the best musher in the world, then one of them, um even last year decided to take his j v team, so if that yeah. doesn't tell you something. Uh Right. So it's just okay. a reality check. And yeah. I think a lot of people aren't, you know, don't want to hear that. Hey, most people don't want to hear they're getting older. Guess what? <laughs> Your alternative is yeah. more. <laughs> oh, <Hopefully> you don't. <laughs> well, we're all
0: uh rooting for you. I know it was a big theme uh, last season with, you know, are we going to have another woman win the race? And there were a few... Very good women, female contenders there, and uh, we have oh, a there. lot of, yeah, there's you know, still a are. lot of good. I
1: mean, there's a lot so. Oh my gosh, for sure. And they're fantastic, and we have some quote up and comers. Although, you yeah. know, Mill, Millie is not a young, a young chick, but she is an up and comer, and she's got a lot of drive. And enthusiasm. And I mean, oh, my goodness, you, I thought Jesse was going to win it two years ago. And with Michelle's showing in the Yukon Quest and then coming into coming into Iditarod, well, gosh, fingers crossed, you know. And then, of course, Paige sits up there and we've got some youth mm-hmm. in there. We've got we've got Ryan Olson and we've got uh Shaney. And so there are there are a lot of women, both, you know, youthful and <laughs> semi-youthful. Who uh, who are running the did Rod? The Barringtons—you can never count them out. So I yep. don't—I don't see where we're we're lacking. It would be absolutely fantastic if someone could could pull it off. Um, that would be great. Um, but we'll just see. Like the cool part is that there's no—I mean, it just doesn't make any difference. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if a, a woman Ooh. won, but there's not. I, I don't have any kind of advantage or disadvantage because I have two X chromosomes. Like there's, there's no quote difference there between, you know, me and Thomas Werner. We have the same skills. He, he had a better race than I did and that it was just because of that, not because he's a man and I'm a woman.
0: It's yeah, it's great. It's going to be a really good year. And we have a lot of mushers this year, I think 60 plus, you know, we'll see where that number ends up closer, uh, to the race. So it's, it's going to be probably the most interesting year. <laughs> well, as it, as it continues to be. <laughs> yeah. With all the different things happening. <laughs> well, we're excited <laughs> for it. Um, but we're also excited for, uh, your venture into Machine education which you do you know you do anyways and you have for years right uh yeah. going to school and, and traveling and and all yeah. that
1: yeah. yeah i mean this okay so i mean this year the year 2020 um oh my gosh it's just been for education and for parents and for teachers and schools and everything it's been uh let's just say it one big ball of wax like and is the wax melting and dripping everywhere or is it a nice little ball of wax? And, um, so it's just, it's just been incredible. And, and what happened, um, that I was a, you know, I, I was a close up observer in the springtime when I got off, I did her out. I got home, um, you know, COVID just kind of not starting, but you know what I mean? Ramping up. And so all the schools, um, physically shut down and education started going online. And I was uh, watching as my sister, um, who is actually an educator, she's a librarian, is trying to uh, online teach her then sixth grader. And uh, my two stepdaughters who have uh, two kids each are, and then full-time jobs. And and they're trying to teach their kids on online education. And she, it, I just was aghast at, um how challenging it was and and how much parents and teachers were looking for just something new and different and fun that their kids could could see or get involved in and one of the things that um my nephew who's 12 going on 13 was talking about was the cool field trips that he was able to go on online like he went to the Alaska Sea Life Center and Alaska Zoo and stuff like that and he's like that was the coolest Aunt Ellie. that was that was really neat and so I started thinking well I've got that, like, like I've got, I mean, dogs come on tail wagon and kissing you with their mouth and saying, howdy, like that's a field trip in a nutshell. Um, so I started thinking I have the ability to give back to m- my community. And, um, as you mentioned, you know, Alan and I have always been tried to do a little bit of, you know, educational stuff just because why not? It's fun. Kids like it. Dogs like it. You do add a little bit to society when you do it, or you feel like you do. So then, um, pretty much I, I contacted, uh, one of my main sponsors, Madsen Shipping, um, uh, based down there in Anchorage, although they, they ship all over the world. Um, and I talked to them about kind of setting up a, a whole section of, of my website, um, where we could really put together something that's, that's good, something that that could help parents and could help teachers and could help students um, that involve dogs. Um, and so we came up with this and uh, we came up with basically you're going to school and it's called Husky homeroom because there are Huskies and this is the homeroom where it all, where it all happens. And uh, so that's what we're doing. And it's starting this, this fall. Um, and there's going to be a lesson every week uh, that's going to be posted on Monday, but you know, people, teachers, kids, whatever, you can upload, download those lessons and watch them anytime you want. Um, each lesson is a video that's like, oh, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes long. And it is, uh, a subject and it's a legitimate school subject like science or, uh, skills for a healthy lifestyle or math or geography. And then basically we use (laughs) sled dogs as, uh, kind of the cool phenomenon that that kids enjoy and they like to study. And then we we have dogs who help, quote, with each lesson plan. And um, we're going to be using the rod, the rod Trail. And um, actually, I just finished producing an a Alaska Geography lesson that's going to be posted in a couple weeks. And um, just super fun. Like, I've actually got permission to use some of the insider videos. Um, so it should be neat. And I was, I was telling you before we started recording that, um, <laughs> I've, I've been learning. <laughs> like I started this Alaska geography thing and got in the, my little husky homeroom and started talking to the two dogs. Cause it's me and the dogs who do this video. Like no one else is there. <laughs> and I started talking to them about the size of Alaska and Then I started talking about how big the area we live on. And I don't know, it just it just ended up uh, being something that's that's fun, that's entertaining. And let's hope that, you know, a few people can get uh, something out of it, a little bit of education out of it, too. It's so cute.
0: I watched uh, your introductory (laughs) video. and You probably have the most rambunctious class in the world right now.
1: (laughs) <laughs> just wait. <laughs> lesson two is like, oh my gosh! I have my two assistants, are uh, decaf and Amber, and let's just say decaf is not named appropriately because he bounces all around the whole lesson. <laughs> and uh, and
0: Matson yeah. is also a sponsor of the Iditarod, so we're big fans of Matson oh, too. Yeah,
1: yeah Matson well, has, yeah. has been a huge supporter sure. uh, for the race and and for Alaska. I mean, they're. They're good. They're good people. For sure. So. Um, we'll also see you
0: um, connecting with our Iditarod EDU um, director and doing the yeah,
1: new Right. Yeah, that should be fun. The teacher's conference. There was one earlier this year, I think, what, in June or July or something. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, I was in a, on a boat in Prince William Sound, so I could not connect then. But I will be in two rivers, hopefully done running dogs, um, by the time that I get on that conference. And um yeah, it should be fun. I I don't you know me, I can I can talk about just about anything. Um so whether we talk about actual the the education program or whether we talk about some of the amazing times I've had on the rod Trail and and um how the dogs have spoken to me so to speak. Um, I don't know, but I guess that'll happen, what, in, that's like in three weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, so the conference, if anybody is interested in going, is October 16 and 17. Of course, it's all digital now. um, And you should sign up by September 30th. Uh, I think after that date, the fee goes up. So that's a good day to, to get in on that. Any educators can go to it. You know, it's all like a Zoom type deal. So, so that's going to be really fun. And we'll have other, we'll have some other guest speakers too. So the teachers on the trail, um, past couple years will be presenting as well. And, um, our new education director will be, there so we're really excited about this and I really want to make sure uh, people know about your husky home room because it is the cutest thing in the world and you're gonna have grown-up fans too that just watch it just because there's dogs
1: <laughs> well good yeah. well I will I'll tell you I'm I'm being honest here like a lot of stuff I talk about I'm learning <laughs> so I don't know if we all remember what we learned in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, because I sure don't.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm, I also have uh, a young son in middle school. So, you know, we're homeschooling and trying that out. So it's, uh, yeah, let's try and remember math right
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you're doing better than me because I tried to, quote, help my seventh grade nephew with his math and those little circle integers, I'm not really sure I learned it that way. <laughs> well,
0: that's the, also the thing. I It is being taught a little bit different. You know, I feel like every generation gets a different way to teach some, the math, especially. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting. So, uh, you know, we might be watching some husky math lessons from you.
1: <laughs> All well, I'll tell you what, I think the next best one is going to be the geography one. That, that'll that be good. So tune into that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. We well, you know, we might share those too. Uh, we have a couple of education pages. So for sure, we're going to get uh, that word out because anybody can watch them, right? There's
1: no, oh, yeah. there's no fee. Nope. Yeah, no, no, there's yeah. everything, uh, everything on our website is free. Uh, quote, the internet is free. Everything, <laughs> everything on our website with SP Kennel, or you just Google Ali Zirkle and it'll, it'll come up. Um, and I also have a, uh, YouTube channel, um, that has a lot of, um, videos that we were talking about from the past years. And, uh, all those are set in playlists now, actually. So you can look at, you know, videos from 2014 or, or educational videos or, or, or something like that. But yeah, everything on our website is free. Um, we, it's it's really come on. It's the way of the world. If we can't get our our children and our adults educated, then uh then where are we going to be? So no, we're all for for education. And I'm telling you what, these huskies are excited about helping. So <laughs> why not join us?
0: <laughs> well, at least the huskies are excited about school this year.
1: <laughs> they are.
0: <laughs> well, Allie, I'd like to thank you for coming on uh, the podcast, and we'll. Definitely share all that. Is there any other places people should follow you at?
1: No, I am not uh, kind of new age and high tech enough to be doing all, all that new stuff. But of course, um, we we are linked. Ally Zirkle and uh Kennel are on Facebook, and then our website. And um, really, just if you can't find me, just Google me. Ally A L I Y Zirkle Z I R K L E, and you'll come up with a you'll come up with our website that way or our Facebook that way. It's 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 pretty easy. Not too many people spelled Alley A L I Y.
0: Well thanks again. We're looking yeah, forward you bet.
1: To on the trail. All right. Well I just uh, give a shout out to everyone who's listening. Um I I appreciate I do, I do. I appreciate uh folks who are who are interested, who are passionate, um who love the dogs and who love the adventure. Um Ididerod is it is truly an amazing event um uh it's sometimes hard to describe um but i i will do my best now and in the future to kind of bring you all and welcome you all on on my races and and training and endeavors with me because uh you know what i've learned over the years is sometimes uh sometimes life is more fun when you share it so come join the dogs with us and uh especially come come watch the race come march I did ride twenty twenty one, it should be a good one.